The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss how to use technology to up your content marketing game. Joining us is Corbett Drummy, who is the co-founder and CEO of PopularPays, which is a creative collaboration software that makes it easy for brands to work with content creators and influencers at any scale. Sporting a community of over 60,000 individuals with a robust search engine and a suite of relationship management tools, PopPays uses data to report on the work of creators and influencers to maximize efficiency, reduce cost, and seamlessly execute your influencer and content production strategies. And today, Corbett and I are going to talk through why content is like oxygen for brands. Okay, here is my conversation with Corbett Drummy, co-founder and CEO of PopularPays. Corbett, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for having me. Very excited to have you on the show. Excited to talk about something that is near and dear to the heart of the MarTech podcast. We run a content business. You run a content marketing SaaS service. We should be buddies. I know. I think we just started. <laughs> it feels like we're off on a good start. Yeah. Even in the beginning, hearing about how your team is producing content and shipping it, it's definitely that agile methodology that we also are aligned with. So I think there's going to be a lot of good stuff to touch on. Well, we try to experiment and move quickly and just do as much of what works as we possibly can. It's how we move from a once a week show to a five times a week to now a seven times a week publication. And we're spreading out to a couple different podcasts. But you work in the content space as well, helping people work with influencers and improve their content syndication. Talk to me about what popular pays is first and foremost, and then talk to me about how you view the landscape of content marketing today. Actually, I might flip those because the landscape of how it exists today is analogous to what you just talked about, where in the past, brands maybe only needed a commercial a quarter. You know, they were producing a small amount of pieces of content that went out to the masses across really centralized channels. And over time, it followed the same process that you talked about, which is going from increasing that frequency. You went from once a week to five times a week to seven times a week, and then multiple podcasts. Brands now, over the last seven years, they've gone from just a couple of commercials every quarter to cut all the way to today. They've now not only just need an Instagram photo every couple of days, but maybe Instagram stories every day and content across multiple channels like TikTok, etc. So we look at this as a content explosion. Content is now oxygen for brands, but it's almost a content crisis because our old models of creating content are not a fit anymore for how the landscape is. 
So the first thing that sticks out to me is when you talk about content, you don't mean blog posts. You're not talking about writing. When you think about segmenting content into the multiple formats of media, talk to me about how you think of what the definition of content is. Content, you know, it's there's these main buckets of it, you know, writing, as you said, photos and static images, and definitely a huge shift to video that we've seen on the internet. There's different formats that have just popped up in the last couple of years. Stories is a good example. You can see stories, of course, on Instagram and Snap, but also on Messenger, even on YouTube and Airbnb. You can see them on random apps now, even on Google search results sometimes. So there's definitely unique new formats, but all in all, the core ones are writing, as you mentioned, static and video. So we kind of bucket things into that, but we look at social content as one of the primary places that we try to help because that's just where a lot of the explosion of content creation has happened. So your PR rep reached out to us and said, content is like oxygen for brands. It is not just something that is a marketing vehicle. It's something that's necessary for the success of your overall business. Talk to me about why that is your perspective. Yeah, and we can look at this through lens of there's both organic as well as paid and other types of content. But as a brand, it is oxygen in the sense that it's how you interface with the world. So you need content not only for your Instagram page, which is now like your website, and of course, you need content for your website too, for all these organic and owned channels you have. But even for your paid channels, probably the best ways of advertising are across things like AdWords, but now definitely paid social. So even if you're a brand new company starting up, you need content for your website and Instagram channels, and you need content for your like paid social and other advertising. So we look at it as something really core to a brand as core as any other business function, because without that, you can't really survive, especially as a consumer brand. It's really hard to survive without it. I think the takeaway here is that mostly consumer brands are becoming more narrative driven. Businesses are not necessarily focused primarily on price and product differentiation, but the story behind it. So delivering the message of your story is fundamental to doing lead acquisition, to doing customer acquisition, to doing revenue acquisition. And that's why the content is like oxygen. The other thing that you mentioned is that content is also crucial for non-SEO and organic type marketing activities. Talk to me about how people are using content in their performance marketing channels and why is that an increasing trend? This one's huge. So although we've had people use our content creators to make everything from a billboard in Times Square to in-store menus in a retail spot, where we see this definite spike in this explosion is in using it for your paid channels. So as an example, whether you're a B2B company, like maybe I sell insurance to a specific type of company, and that's a hard advertising thing normally, or if you're a consumer company, which is easier, there are these big platforms, whether it's digital ads or especially places like Facebook, where they have amazing ad targeting. But one of the things that everyone's realizing now is the more content you have, the better the performance is. So no matter what type of company you are, you can have a video editor stitch up an ad unit for you and boost that to the right target for you and drive leads back. So again, whether I'm a B2B company, I can just get a quick edited video, boost it out, get leads back, and that's super powerful. But beyond that, it's continuing to get data back and get learnings back and edit your content and just get that agile process going. So you're feeding the data back from your ad campaigns and making your content better over time and higher performing. It's a whole new way of looking at marketing that's really fast, really agile. And the results are pretty astounding. Like Pop Pays, we use it ourselves. We stitch up an asset with one of our video creators. We boost it on Facebook, target it towards our target market, and we get an ROI. So it's something we really believe in and we do. 
And we just see it as something that's only going to pick up in terms of Facebook telling us, look, if you want to get better at your ads, just make more content because that's the single biggest lever to getting higher results. I think if we take a step back and we talk about the macro lens of content and the landscape, I actually go as far back to, hey, there's the rise of the cell phone. Everybody has their phone in front of them. We're spending more screen time. Marketers are able to understand where you are, what you're doing at any given point during your day and serve an ad when and how they want to. People are then becoming inundated with advertising and media, right? It's very hard to turn it off and turn it away no matter where you go. You get into a taxi cab, they're putting the television in front of you. Mm -hmm. So because there is so many ad impressions that are out there, people are becoming desensitized to the actual ads, which means that the content, things that are not seen as ads, become more important. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. As you start thinking about delivering ad impressions and trying to drive value from advertising, and I'm saying that in quote, but not having seem like advertising, what are some of the formats that you're seeing people use that are effective and not necessarily seen as traditional advertising? So we view ourselves as an offering system for content creation. And yes, we've been talking about using creators for ad content or for content in general, but that problem you talked about, which is this proliferation of content and this desensitization towards it, that's led a lot of people to look to one of the oldest forms of advertising, word of mouth, and try to almost get like earned word of mouth by using people like influencers, etc. And influencers, they don't always work. It's really tricky. You have to have the right strategy to get them to work. But when you do get it, it's really powerful because it can break through this desensitization because it's not coming from the brand. People in the last 10 years have been getting better at tuning out brands because of the trends you've talked about. So some strategies have been around brands making content that's not so obvious as a sponsored ad, where it's, for example, let's say you make a really engaging podcast that's sponsored with a company that's very native to the format. So those do really well where it's like branded content, as well as things like just getting an influencer to talk about some product on behalf of that brand. 
So we found that native content and sponsored content that's not just an ad unit, as well as like influencer marketing can both be powerful ways to break through. You know, it's funny, when I looked at PopPays the first time, my instant reaction was, okay, this is going to be an influencer network. The idea being that there are people that already have connections to large followings, and they're going to talk about your brand to the people that they already know. It's actually a little different. You're not necessarily an influencer platform. You're a content creator platform. I know I asked this in the beginning and you went into the landscape and I appreciate you focusing on what content means, but tell me about your approach to the actual content production piece. Where are you having creators being used in-house and where should you be outsourcing the creation of content? As you mentioned, primarily, you know, we're this software for collaborating with content creators but also influencers because many good content creators today have a following, as you said. And I typically use the phrases influencer meaning someone that's valued for their audience, whereas a creator is someone that's primarily valued for their content. Where we try to come in is to say, hey, you need to both have tools to find and connect with people and vet them, as well as tools for collaboration. And then finally, tools for tracking, like building up a library of content as well as tracking the results of posts. And we've just basically seen that as the content kind of crisis has continued and the levels of content required by brands continues to rise every year, we need more modern tools to facilitate the content creation. And we just have had a lot of people over the years come to us because not only are these creators making awesome content, but you might as well have them post too if they have an audience. So I'd say almost all of our campaigns involve brands tapping these creators for both their content and a post. But you know, a good quarter or so of them are just content only, maybe more than a quarter. So talk to me about some of the metrics that you're using to evaluate the content creation process. We've talked about why content is important, how it's changing, where it fits into the advertising landscape. You can go find somebody to create content for you. How are you evaluating what you're paying, what the value of that content is, and how do you work it back to an ROI? So for content, whether it's organic or paid, a lot of times people just simply don't have a budget to get organic content at scale. So the most basic and key KPIs is just cost per piece of content so that you can use it at scale. Because we believe that you should be able to have fresh content regularly so you can use these best practices. But beyond that, for paid, you want to be able to use these editors and creators and make a piece of content and see that it's moving your cost per acquisition or whatever your conversion or KPI is. You want to be improving that. So what we love to see is, number one, people come to us for not only just scaling their content and finally getting a price per piece of content where they can have content regularly. But then we also like to see them use these editors and take their previous metric, let's say it's cost per acquisition or cost per lead, whatever it is. And when they use an editor and make a new piece of content, that cost per acquisition goes down. And we want to see that movement in your key metric and your paid. So that's like organic and paid content. And then on the influencer side, there are other metrics, mostly mid-funnel metrics. So for example, if you've got to drive an ROI, I would not recommend having an influencer post about you. Maybe on YouTube, you can have some conversions of people posting about you in other channels, sometimes work like Pinterest, etc. But you're much better off just boosting a piece of content through Facebook to get a conversion. On the other side, though, influencers are really good at driving awareness and consideration and that those mid-funnel things. And so the appropriate metrics on that side would be tracking actual impressions, so not followers, but how many people really saw this piece of content. As well as like, you know, we provide certain brand studies to show, did this campaign move the consideration of your product? So with a control versus exposed method, we work with partners like RFC Group to measure, you know, for the people who saw your ad, do they have more positive brand affinity and consideration in these metrics? So again, you need content. So you should be working with creators regularly just to get enough content at the right cost. You should be using creators and editors to make assets that get you the right cost per conversion for your paid. 
for your direct like lower funnel stuff and then for your mid funnel stuff work with influencers to drive awareness and consideration because you can change your opinion about a brand over time old spice wasn't always this cool brand back when i was growing up it didn't have that flavor to it it was just old spice it was just old yeah and so you can change how people feel about a brand wendy's is a good example they've really had a renaissance recently with content and so with creative, cool content, you can change how people look at your brand and every brand can be cool and worth sharing. And creators are a great way to hack it because they live and breathe in the social space. They know how to make engaging content. I think that's great advice. I think content is becoming increasingly more important. And then there's a couple components of that, finding the right format of content, finding the right creators to producing it, and then finding the right metrics to evaluate whether that's actually working. And we're going to continue this conversation and talk about just that. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Corbett Drummy, co-founder and CEO of Popular Pays, for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we're going to publish tomorrow, Corbett is going to talk to us about how to upgrade your content production strategy using SaaS. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Corbett, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His company's handle is Popular Pays, P-O-P-U-L-A-R-P-A-Y-S or you can visit his company's website, which is popularpays.com. Just one link in our show notes that I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You could subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to part two of our conversation with Corbett Drummy, co-founder and CEO of Popular Pays, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.